Manager Therapy. I am, of course, your host, Tony Jameson, and joining me, as always, is the one and only Rich Owens. Rich, how the devil are you, buddy? I am very, very well, thank you, pal. Very, very well. Look at us. You can see it, ladies and gents, in the bottom of your screens. We're matching microphone buddies now. It only, yeah. took, only, only took five months, but, you know, yeah. got, got there eventually microphone pals man this is what happens episode mm -hmm. 99 and rich has got proper audio so <laughs> look at me go look at me go soon proper internet as well it will stop looking like this is less of a like a live stream or a recording this i look more like a you know a courtroom like charcoal sketch like yeah you know, yeah they weren't allowed a real camera in my room they just had to get somebody in to sit in the corner and draw me looking pensive which yeah, so yeah. like it's it's for YouTube. We've always gone for the artist's impression of Richards. Um, <laughs> soon you might be mm. able to see him in four twenty p. You never know. We're working towards it. Mm. Yeah, I think Rich Owens is more of a concept than an actual format. You know, it's 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 hard to really wrap around. You know what I've got going on here. Um, this is the whole whole mess of nonsense. But you know, totally insisted on YouTube. So here we are. Exactly, exactly. What does Rich bring to the table? It's more about what Rich doesn't bring to the table. That's what it is. But you know. Can't define it, but when it's not there, then you know. Then you mm. know. That's mm. that's what it needs to be um, about. Now, we should say at this point, obviously, it's been a very busy news week. Mm -hmm. FM 23 details are drip feeding through. We've got some stuff to react to with regards to features and things that have maybe been teased. Obviously, we don't know everything just yet because there's still another month to go until FM 23 comes out. But... FMT episode 99 mm -hmm. has an announcement of its own. It certainly does. It does. And mm. it feels quite weird to say this, to be honest, given the fact that it is FMT 99. Um, it's my last episode. <sighs> yeah, it is. That's 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 a shame. Um, sorry, the allegations of quartet with him, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was there was, a, there was only so long he could, he could run from them for. Um, no, go on. Give give us give us the good news, mate. T tell tell us why. Come on. Yeah. So by the time this podcast has come out, the announcement has probably already happened. Um, mm -hmm. I am going on potentially a one season loan. Um, I might be back. I don't know. Um, I've been offered the chance to host the football manager show at the athletic to replace Ian McIntosh. So it was an opportunity that when it was presented, Rich and I sat down, we talked about it and bless Rich with, you know, being the wonderful person he was. He said, look, that's an opportunity you've got to take. You've got to run with it. And I thought, okay, fine. You know, let's go and have another conversation. And, yeah, sports to Ian, sports the athletic, and they were very happy to to start that off. So yeah, so we start FM twenty three in a different different podcast setup. So mm. I'm afraid I, I'm I'm gutted I couldn't get to the hundred. <laughs> Genuinely, like I got to ninety nine, and then it was like that's it. But you know what? This has been two years worth of of FMT getting up to this point, and like I have thoroughly enjoyed every single moment of it 
taken the podcast from the little acorn of an idea that, that Matt and I had uh, two and a bit years ago to to where it is now. And obviously bringing yourself in, you know, to make FMT 2.0 again has has been incredible to see you develop as a as a as a podcast host as well. Like, you know, coming from, you know, like you know, the thing like you. I would think, you know, people have said have said to me, you know, in, in DMs and stuff that over the last six months, you know, you've seen yourself grow, like come from someone who's a bit sort of like, oh, rabbit in the headlights initially when you started to now being like, you know, you found yourself, you found your voice. So mm-hmm. the fact that that I'm leaving is obviously sad in one sense, but it allows an opportunity for Mr. Owens to sit in the hot seat. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> so oh. you've been promoted, Rich. I, I have. I've been promoted. And you know what? It's, it's brilliant because I was thinking about half an hour before we went live, I had a very, very fleeting thought. How long is it going to take into the record before I see Tony do this? And it was about five minutes. So, so I'm delighted. Like it's honestly, this is from 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 a professional standpoint, I am delighted for you. Like I'm absolutely made up for you. Um, because literally the set we talk a lot and uh, I got a message from Tony saying we, we need to have a little chat. Um, because spoiler alert, we were trying to get Ian um as a guest um on the pod which is where the conversation started and yeah. i think i think the last thing i messaged tony um before he told me was please don't leave me which, <laughs> which, which worked out well, well. Gen- it genuinely was yeah. <laughs> um and then he actually told me what was going on and I, I professionally i couldn't be happier um and on a personal level i'm it's just i'm just really really happy to see a friend moving on to significantly better and bigger things. So I'm absolutely made up for you, man. Absolutely made up for you. And I know that you are going to absolutely destroy it. You know, you say one season low and it's clearly a one season low with an obligation to buy at the end. You know, mm. you know, I'm, I'm getting a, I'm getting a hefty fee for you. Don't, don't you. Oh yeah. Don't you yeah worry. Of course. Yeah. There's, there's a selling fee and I'm allowed to come back and arrange a friendly every now and again as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I should say, actually, I am, I am allowed to still do, Football Manager Therapy Live, because that was one of the things I asked them with this. So do you want to do this show? And I'm like, I've booked Football Manager Therapy Live like about a few weeks ago. We've been tweeting about this going, <laughs> can I still do that? And they were like, yeah, all right, yeah, you can do that. But um, but yeah, it is it is a, an interesting one. And like I say, like the fact that that you I, I had to I had to, to talk to Rich first of all about it and say, look, you know, here's the situation. And that, you know, is, is testament to Rich as as both, you know, as a as a podcast co-host and as a friend as well, to sort of say, look, you know, personally and professionally, then yes, this is an opportunity you've got to take. And um, mm-hmm. and he did not stand in my way at all. In fact, to be honest, he actually encouraged me to take it. I was going, <laughs> all right, fine. I know where I know where I know where I'm wanted and not wanted. Um, <laughs> so it was uh, and we also thought as well that isn't there an irony and again, we've we've known about this for a little while, but we went. Isn't mm-hmm. there an irony that we that every single week, whoever comes on to the podcast goes, "Oh, am I replacing Rich?" And going, the irony is that it's me that's being replaced. <laughs> Irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. I'm 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 the I'm the podcast equivalent of like the, a boat called Unsinkable. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's me. Once I'm once I'm in this chair, once I'm in the hot seat, you, you're not getting me out. Absolutely no chance. So it's just the best way of putting you over it completely. Is. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Is he getting replaced? He replaced? No, it's the other lad. Get rid of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Come the live show. I am hitting him with a steel chair. That's, that's just guaranteed. Just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's the way to do it. You know, to the, to the, to the cheers of, of dozens, literally dozens of my fans. Can't wait. Mm. 
Yeah, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And like I said, I'm I'm, I'm super excited to do it. Obviously, you know, sad to to leave FMT, but like I said, I am leaving it in incredibly capable hands. I mean, Rich, I don't know how much you want to let people know as to what you've got planned or, or when you've got stuff planned or or whatever, or just to say like sort of people can keep their eyes open, but you've you've certainly got some thoughts. And FMT will absolutely continue. FMT mm-hmm. 3.0 is a thing, yeah? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mate, 100%. 100%. The podcast will continue. Um, all the things that Tony and I have been doing for the last six months or so together will we'll continue. We'll continue to make Patreon content. Um, weekly episodes will be going out. Um, you'll be seeing a lot more of me. Um, I don't want to give away too many details, but the, we've had some discussions, had some conversations with some wonderful people from the community, and uh, we're building quite a lovely little, uh, call it an FM team. We're building an FM team behind the scenes here, so there's going to be some familiar faces, some people that you already know and love um, from the podcast, from outside the podcast, from the world of the FM community, um, joining me on a regular basis. Um, episode 100 will obviously be the the first episode of, of uh, as you say, mate, FMT 3.0. Um, we'll be taking a very, very short hiatus. Obviously, after this episode comes out, we'll be probably taking a couple of weeks just to get everything planned, get everything ready, and then we'll be back up and running as normal um, a couple of weeks after this episode has dropped. So uh, keep an eye out. It's going to be good. It's going to be because, you know me, here I am at the end of most episodes. Oh, yeah, come and check me out. We do mediocre content. No, it's going to be it's going to be great because above all else, above all else, I've been trusted by yourself and also with Matt's blessing as well to continue under the FMT name, which is it's an honor and it's a privilege. And it's something that I'm very, very excited to be able to carry on. So it's going to be the high quality podcasting content you have grown to love over the last two years it's going to continue um and it's going to be really 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 good i'm excited to i'm excited to be able to take the reins um but you know and obviously don't tell tony this uh, in case tony's listening or watching but i am going to miss him a little bit but don't don't tell him don't let him know absolutely don't let him know he'll never find out he'll never ever no 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 he doesn't have to know no, it's your little secret, your little secret, right? Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you know what? I am delighted that FMT is continuing because, like I say, that was part of a consideration at the time. But, yeah, football manager therapy is in wonderfully safe hands. And if it's going to have a couple of weeks hiatus, Rich, it sounds a lot like you might be back in time for the launch of Football Manager 23. What a time to rebrand! Absolutely, that we are. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's all worked out rather nicely, hasn't it? When you really stop and think about it, you know, mm. what we've done is we've taken a bit of time before the launch of the new game. We've separated the wheat from the chaff. We've got rid of all that heavy, heavy wheat, that horrible gluten. Hey, less of the heavy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we're left with good hearty chaff. That's what we've got round here. That's what the people are here for. Yeah. So it's, well, it's, we are. You are just about due to drop around about what we would could maybe take an estimated guess or educated guess, maybe bigger time, possibly. Mm. Mm. Hope so. Oh, I hope a, so. That's a great time to come back. Obviously, as I say, we have had some announcements this week regarding some of the features in FM23. Let's talk about nice things. Let's talk about mm, absolutely. stuff looking forward. What can we look forward to in FM23? Because we're not a, a podcast that looks backwards unless we're doing FM2 
NFT retro. Um, so to look forward to Football Manager 23, there was a 43-minute video dropped this week. Now, 43 minutes sounds a lot like what I used to put out on YouTube. Um, spoiler alert and shout out, I did a YouTube video again to, uh, this, this year. So that's amazing in itself. Um, but 42 <laughs> minutes worth of unveiling some new features. We'll go into some of them. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them obviously will be slightly more interesting to some people than others. Some actually linked to what we chatted about last week on the pod. We'll start, mm. first of all, Rich, Mm -hmm. The licenses. Obviously, we were aware about the fact that the Champions League and the Europa League and the Euro Conference that were going to be licensed from UEFA. Mm -hmm. And we speculated, wouldn't it be cool if they had the Champions League music? Mm. And go do it, do it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm actually doing, I'm doing the theme tune, Tony. I'm actually doing the theme tune. I'm actually, I just got carried away. It's been playing in my head for the last five minutes. It always is. Yeah, yeah. More people are going to be playing with hashtag sounds on because <laughs> they will get the Champions League music. And that's a thing. And of course, the Europa League music and the Euro Conference music as well. And it's not just the music. It looks like there's going to be, as we said, potentially staging it's going to have the mm -hmm. on-pitch presentation mm -hmm. which looks fantastic but also what we've seen in a little clip online is the draw looks like it's um an immersive experience shall we say mm. Mm. yeah just a little bit just a little bit it's it's mm. it's just all these it's, it's just all these wonderful little intricacies it's all these just this what these wonderful things they could put in that just as I say it makes it so much more immersive you know, because if anybody's ever watched a, a Rich Owen stream, you will know full well that, you know, we, uh, we we say some curse words and then we just press draw all teams when it comes to any kind of mm -hmm. cup draw, because that's 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 about the as much enjoyment as I get out of it. If we find ourselves in a scenario where somehow I'm managing a team in FM23 that's playing in European competition, then there will be a lot of just sitting back and then just enjoying the experience of, uh, of, of champion, just European cup draws moving forwards, because they look a bit sharp, don't they, mate? Mm, they do look interesting because you're right. It is there are two schools of thought, isn't it? There is just draw all teams, or there mm -hmm. is sit and painstakingly watch nothing for mm -hmm. a long time. If you're in the third qualifying round of the FA Cup, <laughs> there's a <laughs> hundred and twelve teams to get through here. I'll press <laughs> draw all teams, and I'll go and make a coffee and come back and realize that we've been drawn at home again against a team who don't exist. Right? But this. <laughs> appears to be an element of presentation which again we touched upon in the last episode saying that there needs to be an element of match day presentation of, of off-field presentation mm. to kind of make things feel special because these moments mm. are special the champions league mm. draw you used to be special the world cup draw used to be special let's put it in a game let's make something actually happen from it and these little match day things are, are going to be part of what we need to see so it looks a little bit like we've seen sort of touches of video on that where it looks like the sort of almost there's a host who's sort of announcing or oh, this team's up next and this team's up next and maybe this is going to sort of be a, there'll be like an air of speculation about who's in the pots or whatever and mm -hmm. um, who could be drawn out and what sort of stories you could have there we also saw there was a couple of little licensing uh glimpses manchester city of course we know mm -hmm. uh, which is particularly funny given the whole kickoff with manchester ufc uh last mm. season and more importantly no more zebra juventus mm. are officially licensed so again that leads you to speculate 
is it just those two teams or could there maybe be a couple more, do you think? Because obviously, you know, mm. FIFA ain't a thing anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I think there's, I've seen a couple of people uh, tweeting bits and pieces like, oh, just from screenshots or just bits in the videos. I might have noticed certain other leagues that didn't necessarily have the full licensing before that are popping up. So I I think come come full launch, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be very, very pleasantly surprised with the level of just extra visual presentation that's gone into this year's game. Because it just, it just every little bit adds up. It all adds up. It all makes it a little bit nicer. Um, mm-hmm. Like you say, it's that immersive experience. So it stops, you know, st- if, if you've got the right branding in place, the right boarding, the right pre-match presentation, um, it just makes you feel like you're a little bit more involved with the game, which can, with a game like Football Manager, goes such a significantly long way. So mm. I think there's a lot of people are going to be very, very happy with what they're seeing over the next couple of months in terms of uh, licensing and what's in and what isn't compared to what isn't or hasn't been previously. Mm. And you talk about that long-term enjoyment. Mm. Another thing that seems to be a long-term feature that I'm quite excited about, the squad planner. Now, Mm. again, I'm not sure how much you've seen online or not, but the idea behind it appears to be that you can, for example, say you've got, I don't know, like an aging midfielder and you Mm -hmm. know you need to replace him in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. rather than just have a scout, a shortlist of loads of players who are like, you know, 18, 19, 20, whatever, well, they were great, they were great, they were great, they scout all those players, mm-hmm. they'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. What it appears to be that you can do now is you can drag one of those players from your shortlist. So you say you've got this 19-year-old kid, you can drag him into your starting lineup now, essentially, and just sort of get a feel for how he would fit in the system that you've got with the players around you and the mm-hmm. idea that you can essentially plan for top targets, I guess, really. And so I said, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I, I really want to play like this guy. Like, would is is what I've got in my head gonna work? You know, is mm. he gonna be the right player? Because we've all been we've all been burnt going, I need to get this guy, I need to get this guy. <laughs> You've spent two years scouting him, he finally becomes available, but you forget just in the heat of the moment, you forget loads of other parts of your squad have changed in that two years. Mm-hmm. And the player that you wanted two years ago doesn't quite fit in your system now. And this could be good, particularly for players who've got young players coming through the ranks or older players, you know, if you're like myself, managing in the lower leagues, how do I replace, when do I replace this 47-year-old striker? Like, <laughs> when can I bring a young 39-year-old in to, to play the role? Like, it allows that element of planning, which i really, really excited about, to be honest. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, for a lot of people, I think me included, but one of the main joys of a football manager is, is that long-term squad progression. I like to see how it's all going to play out. And, you know, except we've all been burnt. We've all been there. We've all had disappointing experiences with players that we've either been had our eye on for a couple of seasons, like desperate to bring in. But then by the time they arrive, as you say, the entire dynamic of the squad has changed or vice versa, players that you've got an eye on, keeping an eye on through your youth system. And then you bring them up into your first team. And for whatever reason, they just, it just, something doesn't click. And the ability to kind of, you know, especially with players in the youth system, plan that properly, you know, drop them in, see how how they're going to perform, get a bit of a feel for how they're going to fit into that squad. And if it's not quite going to work, back to the drawing board. Well, we can take a look at this player and we can say, well, this, you know, in order to get the best out of him in in this system, he's going to need to work on 
the following attributes in training and you can get you know you, you can plan accordingly in that respect rather than just pinning all your hopes on your, your up and coming you know 17 18 year old wonder kid who's been scoring goals for fun in the reserves and you pop him in the first team and he just looks like a fish out of water and there's nothing more devastating nothing more devastating than uh, pinning the hopes on what you think is going to be the second coming and it's 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 not the third fourth or fifth coming at all he's just there just another another young kid, another football manager, lost soul. Um, <laughs> which you know, that, there's there's a million of them. There's a million. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another million more. Um, so that seems really exciting. I think the planner. There also looks like they are trying to improve scouting. Which again, mm-hmm. I mean, we've 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 said a little while ago that the scouting system needs. I don't know whether it needs an overhaul or whether it just needs tweaking mm-hmm. or not, but I think mm-hmm. recruitment, they were obviously quite keen on bringing some changes into that in FM22. Scouting meetings, recruitment meetings, of course, were, were a thing. Um, and we've, of course, all George going, you know, the recruitment meeting is kind of going, hi, boss, I have no information. But, <laughs> or have you seen Lionel Messi before? That's, that's literally all they got. They got, I've never seen a footballer. Or I've seen Lionel Messi. Um, so this appears to be, again, a bit more working on the scouting, which, again, is not just sort of, you know, going by by attributes or by or by uh, physicality anymore now. It does appear to be a little bit more honed. So you're looking for sort of traits or whatever. You're looking for particular types of players, maybe players who are like a certain player, which, again, they've touched upon a little bit, particularly when that director of football, I, I think that needs to really be improved, though. Mm. Going to the director of football, going, we need to find a player to replace such and such. So you want them to think, all right, okay, he's a deep line forward. So therefore we'll go and get other deep line forwards. What makes a good deep line forward? Right. It's his ability to drop deep, to hold the ball off. There's a bit of strength. There's some off the balls here rather than going, here's three players. And that's all I have. Like, or <laughs> no, no players. There is no players available who can play deep line forward. Um, so the scouting looks like it's had a bit of an overhaul, but you mentioned something just before we started that mm. got my eyes lit up and it's not just, the actual scouting, but the actual physical conversations and negotiations that may take place around contracts. Mm, yes, because we, we've we all been burnt contract-wise. We've all made horrible mistakes mm. in terms of player negotiations. I don't think there's a single person that's ever booted up a copy of Football Manager that could honestly say they've, they've had a a great time of it a perfect a perfect track record in terms of contract negotiations because we've all dropped the ball quite significantly at least once and there's nothing more frustrating than a player that you've had had dry on for years desperate to get into the team but then can't get the contract over the line um lovely little feature that i saw referenced is that you can now go if you have an unsuccessful contract negotiation with a player rather than having to sit there for two, maybe three months before they forgive you and even begin to consider wanting to talk to you again, you can now go back and you can now try and resolve the issues you had with that player with the agent. So you can open negotiations again quicker, which is, Mm. it seems like such a little thing, but it's going to be so enormously, enormously beneficial, um, enormously beneficial to you, especially if, you know, you're managing the lower leagues and, you know, if, if you're having a significant, a fairly significantly high turnover of players in your team as well, you know, missing out on one or two players early doors could be detrimental to you know to you for the entire season. Especially when the amount of times if you've ever managed lower leagues and you'll you'll see a player that looks like they might be worth a shout, and suddenly there's 27 other teams interested in them in them as well. Mm. If you don't get that contract negotiation right first time, you are not going to be able to have a chat with them again. So just the the ability to go in and and 
talk to the agent, find out where he went wrong. Um, it's like getting relationship counseling, really, isn't it? It's like, t- t- tell me what I did wrong. Tell me where I can improve. It's like, especially you know, when there's 27 other suitors at the exactly, same time. You know, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So all they're going to say to you is, you know, the weekly wage offer wasn't quite enough. They wanted a one year extension and you didn't load the dishwasher frequently enough. So if you could work on that as well, you're going to be fine. Um, yeah. So that, that for me is going to be really exciting because I, I think it, it seems like it's going to be an evolution of the, um, the ask agent availability option that they kind of brought mm-hmm. in an FM 22. So, which was great because it gave you a basic overview of what you thought the players might, you know, the, the player might want. But after you'd done it a few times, there wasn't really a huge amount more to it. It was kind of a very like, a base level feature. So going a little bit more in depth with that, again, just adds to that level of realism, doesn't it? So, which again, is going to be great fun. So I'm I'm excited for that because anything the game can do to help me fix the many many mistakes I make is is going to be a very 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 good addition in my opinion. Oh mate, so many times like the worst one, the worst one for me is when you get a player and they say we're going to wait and see what your opening offer is, and you go all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to put an opening offer in, and then they go, I'm never going to speak to you again. You're like. <laughs> what like what what was what where were we gonna go like where's the back and forth (laughs) it's the whole like like turn down their first offer and then go for the second offer like we're not gonna have a second offer like basically what's happened is i've turned up and i went i'd like to sign you and they've said all right how much would you like to give me and then i've shot a dog essentially and they went (laughs) no (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna sign at all bye And then ringing the agent, going, "Where did I go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you was, have to ask? <laughs> yeah, was it was it when I shot the dog again? Yeah, yeah. It's the goal it's, bonus, wasn't it? Yeah, we didn't yeah. put a goal bonus in. Yeah, I know. Oh, every time, every time, every time. They love the animal cruelty, but the uh, the numbers, <sighs> the numbers just didn't add up. We've all been yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But so that could be interesting because, again, like you said, that again, that looked like a cosmetic feature, the whole ask agent thing. And, and even, mm. even the, the, the player inquiry just kind of just goes, What's, what do you say about that player? And they're going, not for sale. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like just no budging on it. Going, no. mm-hmm. like, it, or it's a hundred million and that's it. And there's no, like, it doesn't sort of make any, any sense, but yeah, if they're going to bring the agents in, cause agents are huge in football and they do need to mm. find a way to actually sort of integrate that in there. And particularly as well with the, with the relationships with, with agents who have, multiple players as well that would be um something again that would make sense if you've got a good relationship with say like three players or something in the in the club who are all signed to the same agent maybe that'll help you get a fourth player mm. through the door that would make sense really wouldn't it but of course conversely you could then have an agent touting your players out because that's what they do you know and that mm. could be something that again would be quite interesting because i know they had a little bit of that on the the deadline day this year with mm-hmm. agents offers now again that would be interesting to have happen throughout the season. Like players, agents leaking information when I want to try and get a guy to move. Like, you know, we're hankering for a new deal, but being quite public about it all and, and having that probably play out and creating these transfer dramas. That would be something that could be could be quite nice. Whether that happens or not, I, I don't know, but I think it would be quite quite handy. Again, add an extra element of realism. Um, another thing that I think is quite an interesting one, if it comes off, it could be interesting and this is mm. the support of confidence that I've seen. Now, mm. again, board confidence, your objectives every month, 
they do feel a little bit like there's not really anything to them. They sort of feel quite arbitrary in a sense. Like you just sort of, all right, I'm achieving my objectives. That's about fine. Like we're not getting sacked this week, Tony, next week, possibly. Um, <laughs> but the idea of the fans probably is a bigger impact these days than sometimes the board, you know, or mm. vice versa. Like, you know, the fans could mm-hmm. want, particularly if you manage abroad, like there's some fans groups that are on the board and have a, yeah. a larger say, you know, particularly like the ultras and stuff like that will have a, a say mm-hmm. on the board. So they will decide who is the manager and who is not. Whereas conversely, you could have a board who are not liking a manager, but the fans love them and they're not going to want to get them going. But of course, the other side is they don't want you there in the first place. The fans can make your life harder. And mm-hmm. that could be something, I don't know how they're going to do it, but if it's right, then that could be a really interesting dynamic. Mm, I, I think it's got the potential to be incredibly interesting. I think it opens up so many different like, narrative options, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You know, because I think from some of the bits and pieces I was reading, you've got all the different kind of um, the, the fan profiles, like, you know, from the mm-hmm. from your casual armchair fans to like the hardcore to the ultras. Um, if there was some kind of like just, speculating but if there was some if they had some way to tie that into things like gate receipts like you know if you're if you're managing at a yeah. club that is is reliant on on drawing a crowd every week if you upset the hardcore fans and if you upset the diehards and suddenly gate receipts start dropping down then that puts the club in 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 uncertain financial circumstances that's going to have a long-term impact on whether you're able to stay in the job because if the fans hate you that much they're not going to come to the games and it's going to potentially be to the detriment of the club doesn't matter how well you're doing if you're pushing for promotion and the stadium's empty and the, the club's hemorrhaging cash then if you're the problem then you're not going to be there too long are you so there's mm. there's it it does open up a lot of very interesting dynamics as well um because don't get me wrong i i, I love you know we're, we're both comedians tony I, I enjoy the validation from the pretend people on twitter sometimes on the game where they're just you know isn't 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 rich Jones doing such a great job at the club i was like thank you fictional twitter account that's really really nice appreciate that um so you know getting if again if that has more of a direct correlation between your relationship with the fans and with the club then i think it's going to open up it's just going to make things more interesting in the long run isn't it it, it can only it can only do that it could also as well tie in with I'm thinking more on like styles of play like mm. say you go to a club that's known for a style of play and they want you to play a certain way but you're like you're just not doing it like say because you always get it in the in the contract negotiation like, oh, we wish we want you to score from set pieces or make set pieces a key part of your um your sort of like performance if you're not doing that then it's like you're not going to get. You're probably not going to get sacked for not making the most of set pieces. Mm. But if fans like really like you know your Sheffield Wednesday, like you know I've got affiliation with, with Sunderland, would say we're not bothered about the best football being played. We just want eleven players to turn up and put a shift in and try. Mm-hmm. That's all we yeah. want. Like if that is reflected in the support of confidence the support of you of we just want to see players grind and put an effort in like or they want attacking football they want counter-attacking football and we're just not giving it to them then Mm. you can see like no they're really pissed off this is not what this this is not what the club identity is about that could be 
really handy. But I think more importantly, it's trying to manage a rival. Ooh. <laughs> you mentioned the narrative word and my brain mm -hmm. suddenly went, take over a rival, take over a rival. <laughs> that would be That's super That's the one, isn't it? Support mm -hmm. confidence, zero. And you've got to win them over and they mm -hmm. hate you because you're there. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's it. I want to see, I want to see, yeah, you go, go to a rival club. Imagine, imagine an Owens out banner behind the goal. First, first, first game there. Mm. Yeah, or you, or you sell, you sell a star player with no plan to replace him. <gasps> Think Kevin Keegan outside St James's Park. I'm gonna explain why Andy Cole's gone and Keith Gillespie's come in like that. Just <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, just all these moments could be relived out, and it could if it works. Oh, if it works, it could be beautiful, couldn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, it really could. It really could because it, it just it just adds that depth, doesn't it? It's just it makes it's it's that immersion, and it's. I think you know, there's 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 a few people out there that have become a little bit kind of you know disenchanted with the game over over the last few years, and you know, it's if you just offer people that level of immersion, like that, that would drag me straight back in. No questions asked. No questions asked whatsoever. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. And anything that just adds those extra layers, those extra stories, you know, I want, I want to do, I want to do press conferences in the car again. I want to practice apologizing <laughs> to the fans in the car again. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be doing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love Rich it. Rich Owens has been hounded out of the training ground. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a little news item that says, there have been seven songs chanted about you this season, three of which have been positive. <laughs> There you go. That's what that's what I want. To, that's what I want to see in the data hub. That's what I want to see in the data hub. It's like you yeah. have been you've been called a dickhead by the fans thirty seven <laughs> times. We we have blocked eighteen thousand social media accounts. <laughs> <laughs> you have been called the following words, <laughs> but obviously not explain what they are. And you just got to guess them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh outstanding Excellent. or just because you might then just sit there and go you know what i'm gonna go to a club where the fans probably don't have social media <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you'd like take like a non-league club or something their social media following is like 12 and you're like mm -hmm. yeah if 98 percent of the poll don't like me great that's like 10 people Ooh, big deal mm -hmm. <laughs> oh no so what? <laughs> exactly yeah i'm i'm exclusively managing in 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 the uh the upper regions of scotland this year just because uh, they don't have mobile phone signal so yeah. <laughs> what are they yeah. gonna do I'd like to see it as well where it goes like you have more followers than the club. Um, you can do what you like. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Jameson is massive. There you go. That's all. Mm. That's all I want. That's all I want. I'll tell you one thing that I do want that I think might be here as well, and this is the bit that's got me super excited for FM twenty three. Mm -hmm. The possibility of low block four four two counter attack football is maybe a thing. <laughs> there it is. I've seen. I've seen the screenshots. I saw. I saw low block, and immediately I thought, I know somebody who's going to really, really enjoy the concept of that. Mm, yes, yes, I do. Yes, look, I do. At his, look at his little face. Look at it. Oh, the new the defense new defensive sort of. Instructions, loving it. Higher defensive line, drop deeper, trap inside, stop the crosses, invite the cross. Oh, just 
Mm-hmm. If it were, if it works, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be so mm-hmm. so happy because mm-hmm. you've got this is coming out right with possible low block four four two counter attack football. We already know the mad scientist is making a database with Sunderland, and I'm just going to be going so hard into that database. It's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've said it before. I think I've said it on pod. I think I've said it on stream as well. One of the highlights of the year, every year for me, uh, a Mads database is dropping. And mm. this year, I think, given some of the options that you've got when you set up tactically, I think more so than ever, it's got the potential to be so, so much fun this year. So much fun. Can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. I think it's the thing. I think they, they work a lot on the attacking football, as they should, as they mm. should. But there is an art. There is an absolute art to defensive football. And I think that it allows, you know, that proper cat and actual style. Maybe if you really want to go like super geeky into mm-hmm. Italy and like just go and just defend. I mean, imagine in PvP turning up and just being able to defend and grind out a 1-0 win and have everybody hate you because you've just <laughs> literally sat Atletico Madrid style behind the ball. All the dark arts become just a thing of beauty like you could just sit there and go yeah you know what bring it on i can defend for days like imagine that mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. it'd be so good so good mm-hmm. that's exactly. the bit that's my tight wet yeah absolutely absolutely um i think we touched on it a little bit kind of last week as well uh one of the other things i've seen recently i think there's, there's been talk of kind of improvements to both the ai and the match engine as well um mm-hmm. as in the 3d match engine uh, one thing that got because obviously it was a 42 minute video um one of the first things that i saw popping up quite a lot on social media after the video started was there was a few people saying i think i've just seen a clip where i I think i just saw somebody take the ball on their chest before volleying it that just looked really 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 (laughs) nice like oh (laughs) yeah suddenly suddenly just again it's these little subtle nuances and these little changes to like we, we talked about it last week those little changes to the 3d match engine that you know Diehards play 2D. We know this to be true, but if you can give people enough reason to want to give the 3D match engine a go, then that's the way to do it. I'm, I'm again watching some of those goals on those replays is going to be feel a little bit sweeter because we all know how excited we get. We all know how excited we get mm-hmm. when somebody that scores some kind of ridiculous back heel lob over a goalkeeper, but they're few and far between. But if you're tweaking that match engine, you're giving the op- more opportunity for those animations to pop up it's gonna it's gonna make some pretty tasty highlights in my opinion 100 100 last year we waxed lyrical about he's dropped a shoulder this mm-hmm. year he's took it down his chest and i am over the moon for it so lovely that is sort of what we know so far i think obviously there'll be more information being drip fed as and when it comes out we'll link the video below uh, in the in the description if you haven't already seen it i mean if you haven't seen it by now then it is it is definitely worth a watch and there's loads of articles now being written as well um so do have a little google and check out things you can find but before we jump into fm23 we probably should do a final for me anyway discussion <laughs> about fm22 and the discord challenge with the scandinavian triple crown which we said everyone could have up until fm23 to complete we'll start with you rich have you completed it nearly 
nearly. nearly. I'm near. I'm nearly, nearly there. I'm nearly, nearly there. I'm. I'm having a very, very, very strong season. Um, I've, I've made it all the way to uh, to Denmark, um, which is which is lovely. Um, mm-hmm. So having a very, very strong season over there at the moment. I'm in. I'm. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in a place now where I think it's just before the league split. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be finishing top three guaranteed by the looks of things. So uh, this could be my season. It could be my season. We've had a strong transfer window. Squad's playing well. The football is flowing. Everything's looking really, really nice. So I could five, six seasons. I reckon I, I could be there or thereabouts. I'm not quite finished yet. Um, Tony, can can I ask you a deeply personal question? Of course you can. Are you leaving the podcast so you don't have to finish this challenge? <laughs> is this... there, there is there isn't even a thing called the football manager show. I've made it up. <laughs> I know. What's the athletic? That's that's not even a thing. Yeah. Oh, Tony, name name some sport. Uh, athletic. That's that's a thing, right? Yeah. The football manager podcast. That's where I'm going. Um, yeah. 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 Um, Mate, you know what? Like, I am so where I am at this point. Okay, mm-hmm. I've won the league mm-hmm. with odds. Mm-hmm. Right, we've won the league with odds. Okay, mm-hmm. spectacular fashion. It, we were incredible that season. So mm-hmm. so good. And I felt really bad for leaving, as I do with this. <laughs> so I didn't leave straight away. Okay, now I know the challenge was to go straight to Sweden, whatever you can do, but I just kept going because I was like, I wanted a good job in Sweden. I didn't want to just go mm-hmm. straight to get any job and then like waste a year. So I played a little bit of time in odd, played some Champions League qualifiers. I was like, we're literally, we're, you know, we're, we're taking the club further than it's ever been before. And the Jurgarden job kept being precarious. And Luigi Di Biagio was in charge of the club. And I was going, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. And I got linked to the Tottenham job. <laughs> it came out in the press going, fans want James. And I'm just like, Unless Tottenham moved to Sweden, it ain't happening, right? <laughs> I want the Jurgarden job. So I declared interest in it in the uh, to all like come and just budge him out, right? Budge him out. And again, the Jurgarden fans were like, oh, Jameson, okay, yes, yes, we'll have a bit of that. Odds were pissed off. <laughs> we're just like, um, you still have a job to do. And I'm just like, we've done our job, we've we've won the league, right? You know, but mm-hmm. I've got a, I've got a Discord challenge I need to finish. Like I get that this has been like, brilliant. But I've got I've got I've got five more people who I'm going to upset if I don't continue this 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 uh, <laughs> this, this story here, right? So, Jurgarden uh, just never sacked Diviagio. Just never mm. sacked him, right? And because the, the the Norwegian league ends, the Swedish league's still going. Mm. So I was looking out, going, there must be a, Swe- a Swedish job start somewhere. And Hacken came up. Okay, now mm. Hacken are not a particularly attractive club, but I thought, you know what? It's a job. It's a job. I can get into Sweden and I can fast track up into a different position if needs be. And they mm. were like a position ahead of the little relegation playoffs. And there was something like nine games or 10 games to go or something like left in the season. I was like, right, fine. We'll jump in. We'll just have 10 games. We'll just sort of say, hey, Sweden, here we are. This is what we can do. Who's interested, sort of thing. Turned up. Hacken hadn't actually lost for 10 games, right? But they hadn't won for 10 games either, right? Loads of draws, okay? Mm-hmm. The manager got sacked. They were about five points clear of the relegation zone. And I was like, this will be fine. We'll get in there. We'll just do what we do. 
we won about I think we were unbeaten for another twelve games. Like the rest of the season, we 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 won. So like all those games, we wow. we stayed. We maybe lost one, I think, possibly. So we almost got towards the the European spots. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> It was crazy, right? We just we turned up, we turned up with the odd tactic. We plugged it in, and they all just went, "All right, cool, let's let's run." And these players were not built for running, but they just tried hard <laughs> and they did great. So we thought, okay, cool, right? We did what we needed to do. We recruited well in the summer. We brought in a new goalkeeper. We brought in a new fullback. We brought in a new centre back. We brought a striker back to the club who'd previously been at the club. The fans were going, oh, "We've spent a million pounds on a striker that used to play for us." They fucking love James, and he's brilliant. <laughs> we turned up first match of the season. We've destroyed preseason. We're brilliant. Right? They're still going, oh, last season was great. This season's going to get better. First game we turn up, we have a cracking time. Win that one. Second game, we win that one. Third game, we play AIK. And at this point, at the end of the match, I'm thinking Sweden can fuck right off. Okay? <laughs> because... <laughs> Because my bunch of like these these kids these these players right they're not elite athletes but they believe in themselves because I believe in them right and these mm-hmm, players mm-hmm. go we are brilliant we are brilliant they go three nil up after eighteen minutes away oh. to AIK right oh. we are all over them like, AIK can't do anything AIK fans support confidence they're going nuts right we can see the penalty they score the penalty. Fine, fine, no worries, right? We can see another penalty. They miss the penalty. Like, okay. Long story short, they have three penalties in that match. <laughs> One is in the 96th minute. We'll get to that in a little bit. Oh. Right? We are 3 0 up. The match finishes 6 5 to AIK. <laughs> oh, no. That oh. 96th minute penalty was the killer because and it was the killer because we'd oh. lost, but it was the killer because we'd come back from 3-0 up to being 5-4 ahead mm-hmm. with five minutes to go. We went 5-4 ahead. We then conceded in the 90th minute and then the 96th minute with a penalty. Add to that. Our centre half broke his leg. He's oh, out for nine mate. months. No. Oh. oh, mate. So, so basically, what I'm getting from this, ladies and gents, that Tony isn't finishing the challenge because he uninstalled the game, and he was right to. It was the right call. It was the right call. Mate, it gets I, worse. It gets worse no, in the following no. match. The striker that we brought back to the club has torn his hamstring and he's out for three months. Oh, mate. And we lose three oh. nil. <laughs> Oh, mate. The wheels have come off after about six games in season two. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm desperate to just go back in it and fix it because I hate it, but I love it at the same time. I'm like, <laughs> this is perfect, but oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this is making me so angry. I love it so much. Oh, it's my God. It's fueling me. It's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> He hated it that much. It was giving him energy. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible scenes. I bought a Volvo and everything on the back of it. I'm so Swedish now. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, just it, it, you know, what? it's everything I hoped it would be and more. Like it reminds me of when I was at Helsingborg when we first mm-hmm. started making content in FM20, and we started with 
We start with Ostersunds and that rather well, less said about there. And then went to Helsingborg. And it was just like, yeah, in five years' time, we're going to have a team. With Hacken, in five years' time, there will be a team and they will be mm. good and it'll be fun. But I forget that I haven't got five years because <laughs> technically the game comes out in a month, right? And and I haven't really got time to be there for five years. I need to be pushing on and, and getting into like a Malmo or a AIK or a, or a Jurgarden. And mm-hmm. whether that happens now or not, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's Sweden's got me hooked. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I, I I I miss. I think of all of of all of the challenge. I think Sweden was my favourite. I had a cracking mm-hmm. times once. Once I kind of figured out. Uh, we've talked about this previously. So if, if you're still doing the challenge and you're in Sweden, then by all means do this. Once once you figure out, you know, the uh, asking uh, selling clubs to contribute towards wages, it, it, it suddenly you can bring in some competent players. Mm-hmm. And it's just great fun. I, I I had a great time at AIK. I had a lovely time at AIK. I, I Don't get me wrong. I, I'm very aware I fell on my feet with that job. Absolutely fell on my feet with it. Um, they finished ninth the season before I took over. So taking them from that to then a league win um, was great fun. That was great fun. Um, obviously being in, in Denmark with the Nordsland. Nordsland? Nordsland? Nordsland. Nordsland. Thank you. Uh, mm. Bless you. Uh, yeah, Nordsland is Nordsland is, is, is another great team. It's I mean it's it, mm. it's a wonder kid factory, um, but there's so many players that have kind of got the dual nationalities, which really really help with the squad registration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but I think for me Sweden was my favourite part of the challenge. It just took me so the difficulty that I had. I think what what slowed me down is probably going to cost me the challenge in the long run. It took me so long to get a job in Denmark after finishing up in Sweden. It took me such mm. a long time. Um, the 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 odds to AIK transition was pretty much seamless. Um, the job became available. I think it was two weeks after season one finished um, with odd, and and I had to physically ask the club to. I was like, my my, my release fee is a bit too high. Do you reckon you can uh, bump it down a bit? And they went, oh, go on, then you won the league. You you, you know, it was it was like that, aren't they? They they really are. Honestly, it was the equivalent of like a nice hair tussling from your dad. Like, go on, you go out and play in (laughs) you. So that was great fun. Um, But yeah, after after winning the league with AIK and then thinking, oh yeah, the, the jobs will come in Denmark all the time. Nothing. Not a sniff. It took me. I think it was. I think it was exactly a year to. Well, maybe just day, days either side of my one year anniversary of leaving AIK before I managed to get the job in Denmark. So that slowed mm. me down dramatically because I know there's people that are there or thereabouts. Also, by the way, on the subject of this challenge, shout out friend of the podcast, Big Rogie, who has decided to try and knock out this challenge in around three or four days. The man's a yeah. maverick, and he's and he's doing. And from what I can see from his socials, he's doing annoyingly well at it as well. So more power to him. Yeah, what a champion! But yeah, just that that transitional thing is going to slow me down in the long run. Um, but Denmark is fun, but Denmark is so high pressure because unless you get mm-hmm. the Copenhagen job, you've got to you've got to match them game for game. Um, the, dis- the, the the gap between me and them season one because when I when I when I took over, it was. I think it was about five games before the uh, before the league split, and they were flirting with relegation. So mm. I was like, I'll, "I'll come in," and I had I had odds playing lovely football. I had AIK playing lovely football. I was like, "We can we can bring this to Denmark." 
we can figure this out. And then we you know, get all the lads involved and set set up. And I was like, yeah, the, the players here, they seem that they're going to fit the system really, really nicely. And the, the, the tactical familiarity is comparatively high early doors. This is going to work really, really nicely. And then we got pumped forward in on our first game. I was like, actually, no, maybe mm. this is a massive mistake. Maybe I'm going to get them relegated. <laughs> um, but we, we just did it. Just about sorry. It around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Owen's seen leaving training ground shouting, sorry about that, out of a very, very small gap in his Honda Jazz window. Um, that's <laughs> that's that's my system. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great fun. But Sweden, for me, of the three has been, I think Sweden was the most fun. I liked, I had a good time in Sweden. Feels the most balanced, doesn't it? Like mm. the bad teams can beat the good teams. The good teams mm-hmm. can destroy the bad teams. Mm-hmm. And I, I also like the fact, and again, we mentioned a little bit about the match engine earlier. It's got that lovely lower league match engine where the mm. ball goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you see some absolutely incredible goals because goalkeepers have never thought that someone's going to volley that from 30 yards. And the player mm-hmm. who volleyed it didn't even think he could kick the ball 30 yards. Oh, so absolutely. There's been I, some, some incredible goals. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had a highlight in one of my AOK games where I think it was, it was a second or maybe even the third string striker. Um had the ball volleyed into his face by the goalkeeper as the goalkeeper's rushing out to try and make a clearance, bounces, hits my striker in the face, the ball runs into the 18-yard box, and my striker ran onto it unmarked and missed an open goal. Like, completely, <laughs> not not a single opposition player in front of him, not a single player in front of him, alone in the 18-yard box, and still missed. But I was like, Sweden, that's that's all you can really say about it. The Swedish fans are just like, no, nah, it happens. Like, just go, hey. No, it's, it's, it's very good. He tried. It was it was good, good, good attempt. It was a good attempt. So, oh, yeah. no. Awful, but brilliant. But brilliant at the same time. I, I miss absolutely, it. absolutely. And if this has whetted your appetite, and you are <laughs> like Rogi, have about a week to spare before FM twenty three is out, and would like to try the Scandinavian Triple Crown Challenge, which of course is win the league in Norway with Odd Ball Club. Then, of course, or not always with Odd Ball Club, just win the Norwegian league. You start with Odd. Um, win the Norwegian League, then go and win the Swedish League, then go and win the Danish League as quick as you can. You can find all that information in the Discord, which, of course, we have the link below in the description. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, apart from plugging FMT Live, November the 7th, by the way, everyone, one day before FM23 comes out, as part of the Nottingham Comedy Festival at the Canal House, for £5, you can see... Football manager therapy host Rich Owens live in person. Former football manager therapy host Tony Jameson live in person. Plus special guests TBA mm-hmm. or not A as we see mm-hmm. fit. Um, link again is in the description below. Loads of tickets have been sold so far. It's going to be really, really good fun. We're going to do a live show of the podcast. We're going to put it potentially if the Wi Fi allows us, stream it on Patreon. So again, you can mm-hmm. follow us on Patreon forward slash patreon.com forward slash fmt pod um that's going to finish then it's going to be an fm meetup which we're going to basically just take over the bar downstairs have a few drinks have some coffees have some fun some chat we're going to probably bring laptops i'd imagine because the, the beat is going to be there so we'll be comparing saves and tactics and um calling out meta as we see fit <laughs> uh, again the link is in the description below and um, rich you should probably go and do all of the plugs right now because <laughs> you're the main guy. 
Crikey. Yeah. So things to plug. Um, first and foremost, me, the main guy, Rich Owens, mm-hmm. uh, twitch.tv forward slash Rich Owens FM, um, at Rich Owens FM on Twitter. Um, this podcast that you are listening to or watching, um, follow it on all of your podcasting platforms, wherever you get it. Um, even if you, you know, if you're getting it on one platform, follow it on another one. It's just really, really good fun. Um, the more the merrier. Um, YouTube.com forward slash football manager therapy is where you can watch it with your eyes as well as experiencing it with your ears. Um, come and come and subscribe to us over there. Patreon.com forward slash FMT pod as well. We have a wonderful Patreon service. You get bonus episodes, you get early episode drops. Um, for as little as one pound a month. So if you've got a pound burning a hole in your pocket every month, I know there's a cost of living crisis on, you don't have to give us money. It's absolutely fine. But if you do have a quid, you want to chuck our way, please feel free to. Um, have I missed anything, mate? I feel like that was all of it. It seems well, uh, Rich Owens is, is the, what you need to plug. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just all me. It's just all me. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's all everything for me. So for the last time ever, take us home, boss. Where can, where can they find you? I tell you what, before where we can find me, I'm going to shout out friend of the podcast, RDF Tactics, my co-host over on the Football Manager Show at The Athletic. Friend of the podcast, RDF Tactics, is currently um, being one of the creators that is being showcased by Twitch for Black History Month. Uh, at the day of recording, this morning, he had over 2,000 viewers on the front page of Twitch watching him play Football Manager Live. Please go and drop RDF so much love, be it on Twitter or on YouTube or on Twitch. It's RDF Tactics. You can find him there. Uh, do go and show some support because it's a fantastic uh, creator who is doing wonderful work. And as I say, looking forward to working with him more closely as we go forward. For myself, myself, it's just at Tony Jameson on Twitter and it's Tony Jameson FM on Twitch. And on YouTube, who knows? Maybe there's going to be another video there with a new game coming out. Who the devil knows? Um, Rich, it's been an absolute pleasure. Genuinely, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss this. Well, of course, I'm not gonna miss you because we're gonna stay in touch, of course, and, and continue as normal. But I'm gonna miss this. This mm-hmm. is what I'm gonna miss. You know, yeah. Our, our Saturday evening chats where we shoot the breeze on the uh, on the old FM stuff, and we have a bit of bit of a giggle. And um, I have. No concerns at all that you're going to make an absolute success out of FMT going forward. So um, I strongly urge anyone who's listening to please continue to show some support to our new gaffer over there, Rich Owens. Um, He is your guy going forward. So show him the love you've shown everyone, and it's going to be fantastic. All I'm going to say now is I will sign off. I'm going to say thank you all for listening. It's been fun. Stay safe. and We'll see you all soon on another episode of Football Manager. Therapy.